Welcome to Awake and Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual pot, I'm sorry, podcast from two girls, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started. Hey, bitches. That's our new oh, jingle. Love it. It's got a nice little vibe to it. For the time being. And then when season three comes around, which we will decide, I'm thinking sooner rather than later. We could say January was season two, February is season <laughs> three, February and on <laughs> season three, because I already have another jingle I want. And like it's a wake and bake world. So nothing's real. Nothing matters. Time is exactly. a concept. Our, our seasons are different, guys. That's exactly what this episode is about. Hey, look at that. Shall we just begin then? Let's do it. Okay, guys. I'm going to tell you your truth, what you're living. It's true to you. Um, <laughs> all of our realities are true. All of us are right. We're all valid. We are all so incredible for just existing and having these thoughts. But in reality, like in the whole grand scheme of the world, we're probably like 5% right. I don't know if you guys ever watched The Good Place, um, but the guy, um, the guy from Cheers, Ted Danson. Oh, I'm so smart. Ted Danson, whoever he plays, he's not like God, but he's like a God-like figure. Um, when um, Kristen Bell gets to like the heaven or the good place, um, she's like, okay, so like who was right? Like what happened? Like how does it work? And he's like, well, you all are like 10% right or whatever. Like basically, guys, we're all, we all have one page somewhere in our book that's probably the same with everyone else. Um, but the rest of our books are written very different. And like <laughs> – that's okay. That's we have to I know I need this reminder all the time. I can find myself being fairly judgmental sometimes. I enjoy I really I think it's that I so strongly um like feel about my opinions and stuff because I know that I I, I know what it takes to like get me to have an opinion. Like I know how hard I work to form my opinions and like I'm sorry, but I feel like they're very valid. I, we talk about it all the time, guys. I have a little bit of a God complex. I'm working on it. This is why therapy was invented. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I think like a lot of my opinions are – I'm very um, ingrained in them and like, yes, these are what I feel. However, like life wouldn't progress. The world wouldn't be where we are if we didn't listen to others and like allow their opinions and their interpretations of the world to shape us and help us grow and help us to push ourselves and like society forward. Now, obviously there's some things that like, I'm not going to debate like that black lives matter. Boom. That's set. That's, that's done. We're Correct. Good. We know that. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of other stuff that like, you have to ask yourself, like, is it really that deep that I don't agree with them? Is it really like that big a deal? Like, I think what matters in this world, I think we can all boil it down to everyone kind of is agreeing, saying the same thing, that as long as you're being a positive impact, then like you're good. Now, our definition of how what a positive impact is, yes, may be different, but that's where you have to like ask yourself like, okay, but is this a person, is this my feelings or is this the actual impact that they're having? Because that's a fact, like something, if like if someone's being good, if someone's bringing joy to this world, if someone's being happy, um, that's a positive impact. You know, they're not harming others. They're not hurting people. They're not um, trying to force their beliefs down other people's throats. I think a lot of like a lot of times I think about in Colorado, I know it was like, I'm going to say 10 years, but at this point it might have been more than that because I don't understand time. Um, again, Awake and Bake, our seasons are very different. But there was this baker in Colorado and I remember he re was refusing to make a wedding cake for a gay couple. And I remember the story, right? So it was a big deal. I'm sure we've all heard of it. Like I feel like it for years was spoken about. And I remember hearing about it and just being like, 
okay, so he's not gonna, from a business perspective, he's not gonna make his money because he doesn't believe that a marriage is between a man and a man. Um, that doesn't really make sense to me. Like, what? Do, they're not trying to marry you, dude. They're not trying right. to marry your son. He said like, the hate runs deep in these veins. Exactly. Like, so deep. So deep that, like, okay, th- we can agree that in America, like, the most important thing is our money, our profit. And you're going to choose not to make mo- Like, that's the stand you're going to take. Is like, like, what a weird way to conceptualize how to live life and how to right. choose to see the world. Like, and I think those are the people who, like, create the most damaging stuff. The people who get mad at others for living their life and choose to be mad. Like you don't have to be mad at what other people are doing. Again, unless they're hurting someone, right? it doesn't matter. If it's not affecting your life at all, if it's not affecting or bringing a negative vibe to like the world, if they're not creating hate, then like you can allow people to just live and you should allow people to just live because that's what makes this world fucking beautiful. But instead as humans, because we're deeply, deeply flawed, like we choose to create this division, a division like so deep that this yes. has been fought over is like that people have a different little idea in their brain. Like that's crazy. We literally take lives because of these things that like, is it really that deep or are we just creating the separation that is so unnecessary because we need to like be on our own high horses? I'm so fucking happy that you brought up the topic of like creating division and separation because there's this quote that I have been, Oh, I want to do a whole episode on just quotes that I've read throughout this like month that are like really changing my life. But, um, this one that I read recently said social evolution is demonstrated by movement towards unity, not separatism. Okay. Unity is the truth. Separatism is the illusion. And I was like, period. Yes, absolutely. Like, because what is every fucking like, okay, we're going to do an episode, um, in in the upcoming weeks where we talk about some esoteric shit. We're going to talk about future ideas and like um, concepts about restructuring education, restructuring the family household, restructuring the patriarchy. Like we are going to get into it. Um, But this is one thing that I'm like, Hey, this isn't too far fetched for everybody. We, we can all agree that it's like separatism and division among people. Like obviously we are all different, but we're all still one. There's zero fucking reason to want to kill someone because they're different than you. Like that's just mad crazy to me. Um, and then with that too, I want to talk about, um, this is the original quote that I wanted to actually like kind of start my spiel about, but then you started talking about division and I was like, wait a minute, I got a good one. Um, but the other, the other thing I was thinking was this quote really touched me and it said, you can't have advanced technologies in any beneficial way without advanced thinking. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. Cause I feel like we as a society don't get mad at me, but I think we as a society are moving too fast in terms of technology and not as fast in terms of like our advanced thinking, like computers can do so many things for us and like figure so much shit out. And we can't even figure out how to like keep the earth alive and not like, I mean, at this point guys, right. We understand how the weather works we understand that it's based off of stuff that's happening in space and in like the cosmos and all that but within that structure there's so much we can do we're ruining our ozone layers because we refuse to just use fucking hemp and we're cutting down all the trees because we wanted to make cannabis illegal for racist purposes we even changed its name to marijuana so that it would sound like mexican and that so it would sound racist like that's just 
that if you didn't know that i recently learned that and that's so fucked up like such a white people thing to do like let's make it sound like it's not white and then call it bad like so crazy like there are there are so many in other civilizations i really i'm i'm getting super woo I don't know if woo-woo is offensive. I hear people say it all the time and no one, no one has ever told me woo-woo is offensive, but why does it sound offensive? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so if it is, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um, but that's kind of like, I don't want to keep saying esoteric 5 million times. Um, right. But I just, I just feel like we as a society are not advanced at all in our thinking. We are almost regressing in terms, because like we're like afraid of change. And that's really like, I feel like that's the root of everything. Like you said earlier, you don't think anything is black and white. Like everything is gray. I totally agree. Um, Conversations with God is the book that I keep referencing. And this topic that has really transformed my life throughout this book and my way of thinking is just like, mostly I want other people to feel the sense of peace that I feel through reading this book. Right. And it's a lot to take in at first because I think we are very set in our ways, not even just like as a society, but as humans in general, like we thrive on like routine and stuff like that. I I totally get it. Um, but evolution isn't possible without change and without like expanding, like, like it just, okay, let's, let's look at it this way. Right. I am the healthiest, happiest, safest, most like content version of myself I've ever been. And I never knew I was going to be able to get to a place of this. I never knew I was even going to be able to have a healthy fucking functioning body. Like that was something that I had accepted in high school was like, yeah, I'm always going to have extreme health issues with my physical body. Like it's just crazy. And where I am now is just drastically different. And if it wasn't for me being able to adapt and honestly, 100% change my mind about things like and expand my thinking about things. I am a walking contradiction of who I used to be. Okay. I'm going to call myself out. Number one, I used to be a self-proclaimed agnostic for life. And I only reason I was an atheist is because I was like, I mean, I'm not dumb. I know that like energy and all that shit exists. There must be something, but it's for sure not Catholic Jesus. It's for sure not. That's what I, that's like what as a child, I was like, fuck all that shit. I don't want to have anything to do with the spiritual religious shit. Now spirituality is my whole fucking life. And it's literally, I made a whole podcast about it with you. Like it's our life. It's everything. Also, Isaiah's not in the military anymore. As of recently, he ended his contract, which is fantastic. He finished it. But uh, I was a military wife. Those are two things growing up that I thought I would never be military, anything and a wife. Okay. I didn't want to get married because I hadn't seen an example of a healthy, good marriage, like especially not growing up. And then I didn't want to be involved in the military at all because I was a military brat growing up. I grew up on base. I was literally born like on base. Um, and my dad was in the military until I was like in middle school or early, like early elementary school. Um, and he just, it, I was like, yeah, I don't want anything like that. I don't want anything that reminds me of my dad. That reminds me of the military, like hilarious that I ended up with a military man and I married right. him. Um, also I am, I am not the breadwinner in this marriage. Uh, guys, I, come on now. It's not a very fair chance. I went to school for the arts and then my husband's a nuclear engineer. So (laughs) cut me a fucking break. Okay. Like I'm still very capable and I can do great things, but I'm not a nuclear engineer that just pays the bills. Like, what can I say? And I growing up was, I really hated the idea of, um, not 
me personally not being like the breadwinner, the rich, rich, rich. Like I wanted to just be like, Oh, I can pay for everything. Like I'm so rich that I'll even be able to pay for my man. Because when you grow up poor, I mean, don't get me wrong. I always had food to eat. Um, but I was 100% poor. (laughs) Like, um, and I remember thinking like, my home was a very unsafe place as a child, not due to poverty, (laughs) due to other reasons. Um, and, but like, there were so many things within that, that I would swear off. Like I was like, well, fine, I'll never do this because I understand how painful this is right now for me as a child. I don't want to like continue this cycle. Um, and so I really hated the idea of someone being like a stay at home wife or like even like a stay at home partner who, their job is more to care for the home. But I have to be honest, I never saw the value in caring for your home growing up because my home wasn't safe, right? I was literally never at my house. I thought it was like, I didn't even think someone really needed, like, I don't know, like the whole concept of like, um, having like a place of your own. I was living out of garbage bags for years and years. And all I was like, yeah, I don't even need a bed. I just, all I need is a place to like sleep and shower. Like that's all I need. And for survival, sure, but not for like happiness and a quality life. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, I, completely. I had to do a lot of like reframing. Cause at that time I was like, life isn't about being at home. It's about being in the theater and in the studio. <laughs> Like, you don't need to be at home. And now I like realize it's so important to cultivate a safe space of your own at home because like that's where you come to recharge and to center yourself. And there's nothing wrong with having a well-kept home and making sure that you and your family or you yourself are eating enough and like actually have a clean, livable place to be. When Even when I lived in New York City, I lived with two men. Um, It started off as me and my ex-best friend and our other friend, right? But then she was on some fuck shit. She left. We aren't friends anymore that's fine and then I ended up uh because we had like gotten different roommates it was me and then two of my male friends look they're great people but they're They're okay but (laughs) (laughs) um they are messy as shit and it caused me such anxiety because I was like okay, uh, this is a little different. This home is safe. So I actually don't mind spending a little bit of time here at night when I get home off of work. Like I don't have to go be at someone else's house. Um, but I don't want to fucking be here cause it's gross. Like it's just, I'm, if I didn't take the time to just grow the fuck up and learn that like my very narrow experience of abuse doesn't shape the world, you know what I mean? I would never be a healthy functioning part of society. Like I feel like I am now. And then more than anything, um, I'm not in musical theater at all anymore. I don't audition anymore and I'm not dancing professional anymore. And that would have been my 13th reason if you would have told me that as a child or even as a teenager or even <laughs> as a young 20, 20 something. But I, the, the idea that I would not be a famous dancer or like Broadway performer or like on tour with Kehlani as her backup dancer. Um, here's the thing. I learned like through like being able to sit back and be like, okay, okay, maybe I need to be responsible for my human suit because I, first of all, when you go on tour with people, I have so many friends who are on professional tours right now, like professional Broadway tours, national tours, any kind of fucking tour. Right. Um, they drive a lot. Like, not like they have to be the one driving the car, but you drive on tour everywhere. The amount of car sick I get also like I am extremely high maintenance in my needs. I cannot be like doing the whole car thing that long. Like I need a certain amount of food, a certain amount of water, a certain amount of exercise at a certain time. Like 
And I was living, I was like trying so hard to live this life that just really didn't align with my needs as a person. And I was wondering why I wasn't happy. I was like, I don't understand. Like I'm doing the thing. And I was so miserable. And finally I'm happy. And I think it's because I like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I grew up, um, but I allowed myself to expand my mind. Cause mind you, I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for that version of me, that version of me was a tough motherfucker. And she got me through some of the hardest parts. I mean, I went through, in my opinion, the hardest part of my life is done. Yeah. I'm like any, I, I really do feel that I can handle anything. Yeah. Now. Um, I mean, my husband had fucking cancer as soon as we got married and <laughs> I, I, I tried to off myself. I didn't, I it wasn't perfect, but even then I was like, damn, like, I, I know we can get through this. As long as I can stay alive, we can get through this. Um, and still I feel need like to ask for help. <laughs> exactly. I still need to ask for help. And if I wasn't open to change or difference of opinions and views, then I just wouldn't be safe. I wouldn't be healthy. I wouldn't be aligned. And I also wouldn't be doing awake and bake. I wouldn't be helping other people feel this way. Like it would just change so much. And not to say like, yes, no, I'm perfect and I've changed, but like, I have to give myself props for like, so there was one time. Okay. I want to, I want to talk about other people's views who I might not agree with. Right. Um, also I have to end. It was really funny though. One time, uh, my dad was trying to make me feel bad about myself and he was like, if your childhood self could see what you look like now, she'd be so disappointed. And he just thought I was ugly. It had nothing to do with my character or my job or anything. He was literally just calling me ugly. Um, and What's crazy is he was wrong then. When he said it, I was living my childhood self's dream. Now my childhood self would look at me and be like, what the fuck? Like, I'm scared. I um, literally. Um, and that being said, I also am less harsh in my opinions, I think. Um, I'm very, very like, okay, I like you said earlier, Black Lives Matter. Um, if you're homophobic, like fuck you, because every like people, in my honest opinion, if you're really, really, really homophobic, like I think you're hateful because there's a part of yourself that you're rejecting. Yes, you know what I mean. Completely. I'll even call right. out my my pops for that one. He used 100%. to when he was drinking a lot. He had a lot to say about gay people, and I remember thinking, "You care more than anyone I know," and I can't help but wonder if you have a little bit of feelings inside that are just whatever. Um, damn, I feel like this episode I'm shading my dad. Here's the thing: he's changed a lot. He's also not abusing alcohol anymore. That's a huge deal. Um, and yeah. he has changed a lot, but that don't negate the fact that I had a horrible childhood, okay? And I am allowed to talk my shit. Exactly. I've, I've, been, I've been afraid to talk my shit for a long time, but I'm like, at this point, I'm like, who am I? I'm not protecting people anymore. Like, I wasn't protected. I'm literally just speaking my truth. And through speaking my truth, it will empower other people. Sorry for that little rant, but that's been heavy on my mind. Little tangent. Anyway, um, I follow a lot of people who I would say I don't agree with a hundred percent, right? Morally, I agree with a lot of what they have to say, but you know, I sat up here talking a lot of shit earlier about how I don't believe in Christianity. Um, here's the thing. I know it exists. It's not like I don't believe you people are real. I know Christians are real. I just don't believe in what they believe in. Um, but I follow so many Christian influencers and so many Muslim influencers. I know very little about the Muslim faith or anything that has to do with like Islam and gen like all of that. I am very, it's very foreign to me. I only know what I was brainwashed being told growing up about like, Oh, nine 11. And I knew as a kid, I was like, well, that just doesn't sound like, right. Like I, that just doesn't seem accurate. Um, and even though I don't know much about like 
a lot of religions and faiths that doesn't really matter to me. Like, cause these people that I watch and follow, I follow them because they inspire me on, on some level, whether it's their business, their mindset, the way that they like make art or just like, maybe I just like their fucking personality. And like, yeah. but they, they often include their faith in their content. And that doesn't bother me one bit. I think in the past, I would never follow someone who was a Christian. Like I was so anti-faith like, because I was like wounded. Um, and now like Talitha Jane is one of my favorites. If I, whenever I do like a photo shoot, I'm either playing, which I've been doing a lot of those. Um, I either have Talitha Jane in the background cause she makes me like a bad bitch or I'm watching like some fundamentalist crazy shit of like <laughs> conspiracy shit about family vloggers. Um, and that being said, there is a man that I follow his, uh, his username is like the dad challenge podcast, except he does like YouTube videos. Right. So I'm sure he has like a podcast as well, but, um, I watch him in video for him on YouTube and he's in Canada and I think he has really great ideas. I watch him because he debunks, uh, family vloggers who exploit okay. their children online for money. And that's something that I didn't even realize was like an issue at first. And then I started watching his videos because I love tea. Okay. I'm a Libra. I love to gossip. I was like, Ooh, who is he exposing? Everything is so-and-so exposed. I was like, give it to me. What is the tea? Yeah. And then I learned like, Oh my God, there's this whole community that is harming children. It's like the new age of like, um, we used to put, you know, like Johnny Kate plus eight, the kids were on TV. And right. that really like we, we found out yeah. later that like that was harmful in situations like that. Um, now we have people who are making their living based off of like their family channel or their children on TikTok, on YouTube. They're exploiting their children for money. They're fucking crazy. They overshare. It's yes. like no privacy. Um, and I agree with so much. <laughs> right. Exactly. Kids cannot consent. Um, and I had no idea that any of this exists. And this is something I'm now very passionate about. But you know what? I don't agree with this dude on. Cause he's, he's pretty with it. Like he's not racist. He's not homophobic, but he kind of likes Elon Musk. And here's why I can forgive that. His reasoning is just silly man thinking, no offense to any of my men. Um, but if you think like a silly man, that's on you. Yeah. Um, so I come from a type of thinking, call me feminine. I don't know, but if there's a problem, I'm like, well, why don't we fix the problem? You know what I mean? I feel like our society, I'm thinking specifically about the police issue and police brutality. Um, the argument you see a lot is black people, like we are trying to tell people, yes, black people are being arrested in a, at an alarming rate for not doing anything fucking wrong. And white people are being ignored for stuff that they're doing that's being wrong. But then people, they don't want to look at it in that way. They don't want to look at it and say, oh, black people are being arrested at an unfair rate because of over policing because of racism they just look at it as like well black people are being arrested so they got to go to jail because they're being bad and that's like that's not fixing what the actual problem is right putting a bunch of people in jail is useless that's horrible you're ruining people's lives you're taking away their freedom like you're not getting to the root of the issue the issue like does does no one ever think why is this happening the racist people think yeah it's happening because black people are bad right. but people with brains and comprehensive thinking skills are like what is the actual reason that this is happening? Because on a logical fucking level, it has nothing to do with them as a person. It is literally due to racism. It's due to over-policing. Yeah. Okay. So that tangent is related to Elon because <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the guy, the dad challenge podcast guy that I listen to, I've heard him mention twice now that he, he is kind of a fan of Elon for what he's doing for our society. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing for our society? That was my like, question. <laughs> and, uh, he was like, because we're, we've ruined our planet at this point. So he's trying to create life on Mars and sustain life on Mars so that we can all go there and save humankind. Okay. 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 That's gotta be the most opposite thinking why would we not just save our fucking planet what the hell we don't even know if we can sustain life on mars like sure there are some areas or some shit that's crazy why don't we just take care of what we have why can't we be grateful and like in the first fucking place take care of our shit you know what i mean like that's very oh my god it's also completely elitist because you know that it would cost millions if not billions to be able to achieve something like that yeah, and who's going there just the rich people right exactly fuck that shit um and so i look i don't hate the dad challenge podcast guy that's just that's one thing i don't agree with him on but because he's not like an elon fan for like um other reasons like his his reason was like oh well i just i agree that if earth is gonna go to shambles we should sustain life somewhere else and it's like okay your thinking is just dumb like like it's not like the your your effort isn't in the wrong spirit it's just in the wrong direction yes yes that's Um, a great way to put that right and then also i am like <laughs> I follow so many spiritual people who I have recommended over and over. And then like, we always joke and we're like, I hate when I recommend someone spiritual and then they disappoint me. Um, yes. Probably the biggest disappointment for me was Lior Alexandra. I almost didn't say that just now. I was like, wait, should I not? Cause I'm not trying to like hate on another person, but like when you're spreading hate, I do. Th- and like harm, exactly. I, I, it's important to call that out. Um, sure. And the other biggest big disappointment for me was Heinz. That was really hard. That was really hard. He was spewing some very homophobic rhetoric um, and just very like judgmental rhetoric. But there are a lot of other people like, so I, when that happens, I cut them off, right? Cut them off. Like they never knew me, but like, I don't watch them. I stopped giving them my views. Um, But there are other spiritual people who I would say I am almost 100% aligned with in terms of our opinions and all of that. But damn, recently one of them was like, yeah, I didn't get the COVID vaccine. I think it was like fake. I'm not anti-vax. I'm up to date on my vaccines, but not the COVID one. And I was like, ugh, you were so close, man. Like, just please believe in science a little bit. Um, but it's like, it's like, hey, he's not anti-vax out here harming people. Because I'm like, it when, when people are anti-vax, I'm like, cool. And when your kid gets fucking smallpox, which doesn't even happen anymore, who's that on? Exactly. Um, that's on you, mama. That's on you, mama. Um, so yeah, that being said, like the, that's what I mean by like being open to like, everything is gray. You know what I mean? These people can have their opinions, um, as long as they're not causing like harm. And I I would argue that sometimes the COVID vaccine that could cause harm. Um, but I'd also, these people did follow the proper, um, restrictions at the time of like quarantining and masking and all that. So that was always my whole thing about that argument not to get like super into COVID, but like, right. If you don't vax, that's okay. As long as you're choosing to like, right, wear a mask and be responsible in other ways. But public health is something that like falls on all of us. And maybe that's this is like my nurse coming out, but I feel very strongly about this. Um, just like if you were, if you're someone who partakes in like cocaine or something, um, one, please get help. But two, like, if not like whatever, um, and you happen to know of someone who's giving people um, cocaine that has like fentanyl in it, then you have to report that because it's public health. Just like you have to report if you have gonorrhea, just like you have to like, there's certain things that we have to do that are like requirements of being human and like helping each other and like 
getting the yes. vaccine was one option or choosing to social distance and wear your mask and everything. That was the other option. Like that was how it should work. It's those, again, those people in the middle who are like, who are like, you're not- taking away my right because right. you want me to wear a mask. And it's like, I couldn't hate you more, I don't think. Right. Because it's not about like, you're making it about yourself when this is a global problem. Like that was the other thing that got me was that people like were thinking that it was a lie when it was literally the whole world. Like we all, mm-hmm. everything shut down. It wasn't just one place or two, pl- like it was everywhere. Like we clearly, I feel like that was such a clear sign from the universe of like, you guys as a unit got to figure some shit out. And we did for a little bit. And now we're like forgetting again that we just had this chance to like learn all of this great stuff. Like and we're trying to go right back to a society that was before. And it's like, we are, we are forever changed. What do you mean? This like, right. do you not, does no one ever think big picture? Like, okay, cool. Like, how can we learn from this? What can we do exactly. differently? Like, why is everyone, uh, they are stuck. They're stuck. And They're like, stuck. but that's what this episode's all about. Like, not being stuck in your ways. Like I am forever changed from this fucking book series that I won't shut up about. And I almost didn't read it because it's called conversations with God. And I was really worried that it was going to be Christian propaganda. And I also don't identify with the term God. Like, right. And I don't think that the term God is a negative term. And when I see other people use it, it does not upset me guys. Like I understand that God is source power. It is the universe. It's just for me personally, when you grow up in a religious household, that is negative for you. Like, I don't like using that phrase, but I had to check myself and I was like, well, damn, not, not everything's about me. Not everybody grew up in, a, in an abusive Christian Catholic household. So right. maybe someone else's type of God is different. And that book changed my fucking life, even though like, it, I don't know, at first I was like really upset with like the way it was presented the same way that I'm forever changed by Tony Robbins teachings, even right. though I really lost respect for him throughout the years in terms of not um like oh you're a bad quality human but you're kind of just not the person you put yourself out there to be uh he's a very masculine being of course so this was when i i was in theater school uh, a lot of people don't realize the act of art right creating art is incredibly feminine but theater is incredibly masculine it's all down to a science everything is down to a detail you learn like you have to know exactly what foot you're going to step on what part of the stage on. And you cannot be even one step away from it because another person's track is right there. Like nothing can be even slightly off. It is very, very masculine. And so he was really helpful um, when I was in college because I was super depressed and I found Tony Robbins and he was all like, use your mind control. You have mind power. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, we do. He's a really good mindset coach, but in his professional career, he's done a lot of things I don't agree with. And one of them that I'm comfortable talking about publicly because I actually have the facts to back it up. I hate how he goes to MLM fucking uh, functions. They every year, every single MLM has some type of like, what do you call it? Um, where they get together and retreat or something yes like a retreat and he always speaks at them but here's why it's like shady it's like bro you're not even one you're a businessman you say and two you've never been in an mlm you're a multi-millionaire self-made and you've never been in an mlm so like you should what don't even give them advice two um you're not he's not there to teach business advice right he's not there to teach business coaching he's specifically hired to talk about mindset coaching law of attraction coaching manifestation coaching so he's getting his bag and and, and it looks like he doesn't have to compromise his morals where it's like okay but on a, a bigger picture level you know you kind of are compromising your morals right. like you're um and yeah so like i don't know that's kind of like divine dichotomy as well but like you st- I still was able to learn so much from him in the beginning. And if I were to just denounce everything that he taught me, like I wouldn't be where I am right now. Also, um, 
I'm very, I'm forever inspired by Siddhartha Gautama and all of his teachings and his legacy. But baby, I am not going to be an isolated minimalist monk. I have a different view for what I, how I want to live my life and how I want to experience things. You know what I mean? Like, but I am obsessed with all of his knowledge and his teachings. I read so many books about Buddhism and like, uh, I have a book that's just called Siddhartha Gautama and it's just like all about like him and his thought process and his life. And like, it's so fucking inspiring, even though I don't choose to live exactly like he did. Right. Um, And I think that's, what's cool is like being open to learning more, being open to changing your opinions and being open to like changing also your stance when you're provided with new information is really important. Because if I lived my whole life thinking being a stay-at-home wife, quote-unquote, like that's – I thought of it in a very degrading way. Right. I didn't think of it in a way that was like, oh, I'm at home. I'm taking care of everything. I'm cleaning everything. I'm also doing my side hustle, which still is a hustle, still bringing in money, still is its own business. Like I didn't – but like when I when I wasn't doing that – I noticed that Isaiah and I were way more stressed. Our house was never clean because, yeah, I can't blame him. He didn't want to clean after work. I didn't want to clean after work. I'm like, why the fuck should I have to clean? I was at work all day, but so was he. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just like a good compromise of like being able to check myself. Like, you know, if I can cut my workload in half, um, why would I stress so hard? Like, why can't I just grow up and acknowledge that like, hey, like this man wants to provide for me and like wants to also we want to have a healthy home life where we feel comfortable. This is what works better for us. Like it just took a lot of, it it sounds silly because I, um, I have a lot of friends that are like, Oh, I would love to be a stay at home wife. And like, if I wanted to quit awake and bake and not do any type of side hustle, I totally could. And he wouldn't care at all. Nothing would actually probably change for us. But (laughs) But that being said, like that for me, that was such like a no-no growing up. Like even what I'm doing right now was like a no-no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I'm I've never been happier. And I got to say, Isaiah is pretty happy, too. I I, we communicate a lot and he seems very happy. Um, And I also think being able like being able to hold your own opinions and still respect other people's opinions, too, is like such a flex of your mind and like your intelligence um and that's also like in my opinion what peace is like being i think the smartest people are the ones who realize i actually don't know everything but i know that i don't know and i have a a grander understanding that this is all very complex and working together for some specific way and i don't have to be right i just have to like do my best and i think you drive yourself crazy thinking that you're going to find the answer or like that's like that's when people like just completely lose themselves because like, or that's when they lose themselves to like these crazy beliefs is because they like, they give into it totally when I feel like you have to have this level of like release, this level of like, Hey, I just trust. Like I just, it's Mm -hmm. something. Um, Yeah. And I think also just knowing like who knows what's going to happen. Like nothing is set in stone. You know what I mean? Like everything is fluid. Lizzo said it best. Everybody's gay. Everybody's gay. Life is a rainbow. It's not black and white. Okay. So get with it, get gay and stay high. Bye.